Hi, my name is Michelle Apples and I'm the owner of Miss Apples Matchmaking and I love what I do. I believe that the person you spend your life with will either be your greatest asset or your greatest liability. And my goal is to create an intentional and authentic experience while bringing the human element back into the dating scene. In this algorithmic world that we live in, we forget that people don't ever perfectly fit. We aren't a snap that goes away in 10 seconds. We aren't just someone you can swipe right or left on and you know everything about us. We are blood and water and air and we are all flawed. Tune in every Monday for a new episode of An Apple a Day where I will answer all of your questions. I will share some amazing testimonies. I will share some of my own humiliating dating stories and I will shed some wisdom from some great people that have really amazing relationships. I also interview just real people on their own dating journey. I really hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of An Apple a Day. I'm your host, Michelle Apples. And today I have a very special guest with me. I have Rashid Khan visiting all the way from South Jersey. And I'm so excited for this theme of the month. We're talking all things purpose. And really why we wanted to talk about purpose is we find so many people are seeking purpose right now. They are in a transition area of their lives. They don't know kind of the next phase, the next transition of what they're going to, and they want to step fully into their purpose. So we really wanted to bring the discussion up. So we're going to do a four-part series in the month of June on purpose. So we're going to talk about purpose, just in general, how to find your purpose. We're going to talk about purpose in relationships because, you know, we're a dating and relationship podcast, so we couldn't do purpose without adding relationship into it. And then we're also going to be talking about purpose in finances. I think that's one area that people don't really talk about very often, but I think it's a huge area that we need to start having conversation around because how do you really prepare for the future if you don't ever talk about finances? And so how do we, how do we find purpose in finances and how do we steward that well? And then last but not least, we're talking about purpose in prayer because above all, I believe that prayer is so powerful and we should start with prayer above everything else. And when we really pray about it and come together, I believe that God is present and he will work miracles. So, so good to have you, Rashid. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and why you love this topic so much. Awesome. Well, thank you, Michelle. Thanks for having me. And uh, it's just been great even just plugging into a lot of the clubhouse chats and uh, listening to the podcast and really getting to know the community well. And over the past couple months, and, uh, you know, that was my prayer going into this year that uh, I'll get a chance to meet more people who are Christian on fire for God. And um, it's just beautiful how, but the enemy meant for evil with 2020 and the shutdown, uh, God turned around for good and um, apps like Clubhouse or whatever, and people are able to connect virtually. Uh, and I know, you know, the Bible studies we've been doing have been great as well. And this topic has just been a, a huge passion of mine. And, and uh, thank you for having me on as well. And, and I know and if anyone listens to your podcast, you spit fire, you preach. And so you can literally do this all by yourself. And so so um, I know you may have a couple of questions, but I have questions for you too. And I think we can make, make it more interactive. And I think people could, uh, you know, learn a lot from what you're doing and how you're living your life too, Michelle. So, but yeah, I mean, this is a, definitely a, a passion of mine and because it was a, uh, it was a big question of mine. I, I think sometimes people are afraid of their questions in life, let alone on the other side of your question 
is an answer that could be an answer for other people too. And it could lead to your passion. Uh, I think that was my biggest thing in high school. I was like, man, what am I called to do? What is my purpose? What is my destiny? And my prayer constantly to God was, I don't want to miss what you're doing. I want to be a part of it. And it was all about what career I was going to have and all these things. And I think that um, our culture is so binary um, in our generation. It's like, it's either this or that, and it's not mm. a plethora of things. And, and it's amazing. Uh, when you start talking about purpose, I feel like a lot of my friends and people I, I know really well, and I love dearly, um, they struggle with this topic the most. Mm. And um, I know when we first started to get to know each other, you talked about that uh, one passage in Proverbs where it says, um, you know, a man without vision, I will perish, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think another translation says that um, someone without a prophetic view or prophetic vision, uh, they stumble all over themselves, right? And so mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's so important when it comes to purpose and people feeling like, okay, they're doing what they're called to do. And that was my journey. I mean, my prayer was, okay, what am I called to do? And I remember in college and, and uh, graduating high school and, and being in college, I was trying to just ask God, what do you want? Uh, I, I'm open to... Uh, whatever direction, you know, and what's smart financially, what's, you know, uh, what, what makes the most sense here or there, or, you know, what, what are the open doors for me? And I kept looking outwards as opposed to actual prayer, uh, looking inwards. And um, so make a long story short, uh, I remember God spoke to me his word that we are commanded to, you know, love him with all of our heart soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves. And I was like, that's great, but what is my purpose though? <laughs> mm. And it was like, all right, it's more about, if you look at like a target and there's different, you know, levels there and, 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 and um, you know, different dimensions to the target. Uh, and you can just, you know, focus on maybe one of them and be like, okay, I want to get the bullseye here or the bullseye there. Like, but when it comes to purpose, I really believe that it's, it's just circular. It's just, everything's like a web and, and it kind of comes from, the target being knowing Jesus and then everything flowing from there. Uh, I used to always say, oh, you know, maybe it's God, family, business, and that's a hierarchy of life. And that's great. But I feel like it's actually more about God being the center than everything flowing from there. And if you get the target right, then you'll get the other areas of your life right as well, too. And I believe that everyone's calling can be really um, from the different dimensions of knowing Jesus. And we can kind of dive into that as well too. But yeah, but I'm curious, Michelle, like for you, when it comes to purpose, uh, like how do you define it or, or people that you talk to all the time? Cause I know, um, I mean, you have an amazing ministry with, with you know, matchmaking and with the, the Christian singles group and um, you've led life groups before and, 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 you know, just different ministries. And so alpha group and everything as well. So mm. from a lot of people you've chatted with, um, what have you kind of seen when it comes to purpose and people really kind of grasping that? Yeah, I mean, I would first love to touch on a couple of things that you said there. Yeah, I love that you mentioned Clubhouse and the Bible study because I think a lot of people probably on this podcast don't know about Clubhouse or the Bible study. So just want to do a quick little plug there. If you don't know, we yeah. are on Clubhouse. We do about nine hosted rooms uh, a week under the Christian Singles Club. And that was really a place I created because I was going into all these other rooms on Clubhouse. And Clubhouse is, if you don't know what Clubhouse is, it's audio only and just a way to really connect with people from all over the world. And you get to go into these rooms of different topics that you're interested in, find people that really have the same interests as you. So when I first got on Clubhouse, it was such an amazing tool, just meet people. I love to meet people. 
but I was finding I was going in all these rooms that really just didn't align with my morals and values. And I, and I just remember going out of rooms being like, I'm so drained. And usually, if you know me, I'm an extroverted extrovert. I love people. And so usually being around people, I'm so refreshed by it. And so that was a huge red flag for me. And so I thought to myself, if I'm feeling this, then there's other people that feel it as well. And so I really created this Christian singles community that has now been this amazing thing. I think we have like four 1,400, 1,500 members in like a month and a half, two months. Um, we started a Facebook group as well. So people can really connect, get to know each other. And that's been awesome. People just fellowshipping with each other and really just sharing resources. And then Rashid and I started a Bible study. He came to me and was like, hey, have you ever thought about starting a Bible study? And I was like, wow, that's so, what a great idea to just get together unite together and dig into the word together. So that's awesome. So I just wanted to bring that up as well. But um, yeah, I remember when we were talking about like purpose and how it, it really hit me one morning as I was like reading my Bible and I love the passion translation of the New Testament. I think it's so romantic and beautiful. But I was like, I need to read the Old Testament. And I know this is going to be challenging because it's not as like romantic as a passion translation, but I know God's got some words in there for me. And I remember stumbling on Genesis and it was the story of Cain and Abel and how when Cain killed Abel, God really was like, you're going to become a wanderer of the earth. And he was like, you can't do this. This is like, it was literally just like this dread. And I'm like, in today's day and age, if you were like, or I guess pre-pandemic, if you were like, oh, you can just stay at home, be a wanderer, not really do anything. People would have been like, yeah, let's go. I love it. What? I don't have to do anything. But once the pandemic hit, you really saw that when people lost their jobs, when people lost their sense of purpose, that's really what kind of was like the, the sorrow in the pandemic. Because the people I saw that did have purpose during the pandemic were thriving, regardless yeah. of that they were locked up at home or like couldn't go hang out with their friends or do all the things. It was like, because they had this purpose and th they had this passion and this drive. But those people that lost a job and they were sitting at home and they didn't really know what their life was about or where to go from here or what to do that's the people that were really struggling and it really just hit me that like we were designed to have purpose and so that was like such a great revelation for me to always know that I have purpose and to always be running after God's purpose for my life because I think it's so important to be yeah. running after that and not just be a restless wanderer on this earth with no purpose and so that's really how I would define it and I think so many people uh, listened to a podcast once and it said it was talking about how it, either this pandemic has really done two things it's really like made you go backwards or it's made you you like shift and go forwards and that's like what i see in our christian singles community is so many wow. people have taken this pandemic and been like you know what i don't like where i'm at i'm gonna change the narrative and now i'm gonna yeah. go this direction which is so beautiful to see that now people are really running after their purpose and god's purpose for them yeah no, that's huge i wanted to do snaps and stuff but it's all right though um but yeah, and I'm glad you actually defined what Clubhouse was. And so I know I just found out about it a few months ago and I was like, what? Some club and someone's house? I'm like, oh, it's, we're in a we're pandemic. What's going we're on? We're not What's allowed happening? at people's like, houses. You know? <laughs> then people like were trying to like teach me how to do it. And they were like, this microphone, you flash mic. I'm like, what is going on? But um, no, that, that's cool. I, I love that you had that vision for it too. And, um, you know, and, and that's another thing too, when it comes to finding your purpose, I believe that 
Um, you know, I mean, you've done a lot of things, right? So with what you're doing now, um, there's probably, again, four or five different things you're doing within the Christian singles group community, like what you're talking about. But, you know, if I asked you what your purpose was, maybe a couple of years ago, you would have probably said alpha groups or life groups or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if I asked you the week, you know, maybe a couple of years before that, uh, maybe with, um, you know, other things you were doing, right? So, or maybe your job or whatever. And, and so, um, and those things change, right? And, and so I feel like for me, um, it, it's dangerous when we look at something that is temporary as long-term. Um, and so something that can be for a season doesn't mean that it's going to be your forever. Right. Um, I, I know, uh, a couple of years ago, um, you know, I was really thinking a lot about that. I felt these big dreams on the inside of me, like to be able to go overseas and be able to start some, you know, uh, medical clinics and orphanages and third world countries, and even locally with, with community organizations and things we wanted to partner with. And, and, uh, and then I had other dreams of like, just travel and having fun and having a family, all these different things. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then even just being a blessing to like my parents and, and, and my current family and, and um, you know, or just people that you come across or my church and everything. And then you, you have like all these things you want to do to change the world. And it can get overwhelming to the point mm-hmm. of either like giving up or being a jack of all trades and not really being a master of, of any one particular thing. I remember like the Holy Spirit saying like, all right, don't confuse the preparation with the destiny. Oh, that's good. So there's a difference there, right? And so when, when, um, when I was praying about purpose, I was thinking about that because it's like, okay, there are certain things that we're called to do right now that is for today and for this mm-hmm. season, but it's also in preparation for what we're called to do tomorrow um, in, in our destiny. And I, I think the that. problem is when we can easily, and I've been so guilty of this, get so distracted about the destiny that I'm forgetting what I should be doing today, right? In mm, prep for that. But sometimes you can get so wrapped up in today that you, you get married to things that you weren't supposed to be married to it. It's supposed to maybe be in your hand for a season. And, you know, uh, what do they always say? Like a season and a reason, right? And yeah. so whatever that season reason is. Season and a reason is, or lifetime. Um, right, ex- exactly. So um, so that was kind of just, you know, my philosophy. There. And it kind of cut right to it. Um, in, 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 in prayer, I think just over the years, I mean, I again, more background. I grew up, you know, Christian. You know, my parents uh, did a great job at not necessarily just taking me, me and my brother to church and introducing us to a religion but actually introducing us to who Jesus was and who Jesus is. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and just my own testimony for maybe some people who are on here that are on maybe a, a different type of journey when it comes to Christianity uh, is I remember in college, I went through a whole period of questions and doubts and, and, and wondering, okay, like, is the Bible true and all those mm-hmm. different things. And what I found is that God's not afraid of our questions, you know, whether it's that. about our purpose or about him. And uh, I gave it all to him. And I was like, well, if you're a real God, um, can you reveal yourself to me? And I felt like everything started from there. And then once he did, and I had a couple of years just learning more about him and the, and the value of the Bible and the word of God, and um, that it's his love letter to us. And that, you know, he wants to speak to us daily and lead us. Uh, and his Holy Spirit is guiding us and he wants to be our shepherd. Then it changed. And I was like, wow, I can look at like a passage like Psalm 23 and be like, wow, Jesus is my shepherd. So one, I, I heard a great quote recently that says that 
we want direction, but God wants affection. You know, he wants our heart. And uh, when Billy Graham passed away, he went on to be with the Lord. Uh, there's a statement that he said that really changed my entire life. I mean, if anyone knows Billy Graham, I mean, you don't even have to be a Christian. You could be atheist and you know Billy Graham well. And uh, he had just a worldwide ministry that impacted millions upon millions upon millions of people around the globe. Uh, many people came to Christ through his ministry and um, it impacted just, you know, generations, right? And uh, the main thing that just shocked me was that when he, before he passed away, they asked him a question. They said, Billy Graham, if there's anything you could have changed or done differently, you know, throughout your life or any regret you have, what would it be? Someone who changed the world, right? Uh, and he was like, I wish I spent more time with Jesus. Mm. I wish I spent more time with God. And to me, I'm like, wow, because when we pass away and we, we go home to be with the Lord and we're spending eternity in heaven, um, it's not going to be how many degrees I have or how much I accomplished, how much money I accumulated or anything, like what investments I had here. It's, man, when I get to heaven, will I recognize the one I gave my life to in the first place? Mm -hmm. And if our whole purpose in eternity is spending time with Jesus and knowing him and worshiping him, why not do that now? And why not start there? And if that becomes our purpose, then it's like, okay, I wake up every day and I wake up at a different time than you do, Michelle. I mean, you know, I, I may wake up at like seven o'clock, eight o'clock, and then you've already ran 10 miles, right? And, <laughs> so it's okay. It's fine. You know, it makes you feel lazy. That's right though, you know? And I'm just like, I'll lift, but running, you know, um, but hey, I respect it. And, um, and, and this is funny though, but like I wake up in the morning and I'm just like, man, you know, God, like, what do you want to accomplish today? What are you dreaming today? What's on your heart today? You know? Um, and I, I think when it comes to purpose, it's going to adjust a little bit as far as specific callings that are temporary or specific assignments. And when I looked at it, like, okay, my purpose is ministering to the Lord and loving Jesus every single day. And, um, you know, if, if that's my purpose, then every day, my assignment may be a little different. And that's what I want to do. I want to be able to walk with him and follow him. Um, and although my assignment may change, uh, like for, for you, Michelle, when you did like the alpha courses or the life group, these are different assignments or now with Clubhouse, which is new as of, you know, the past couple of months, it's an assignment, but your purpose never changed. Uh, and that's continued to love Jesus. So I, I, I'm saying all this to say that I know so many people um, who are so ambitious and so passionate and, and feel these dreams that are actually from God, but maybe there's a time and place for those dreams. There's a time and place for those assignments. Um, some of you guys may not know, but Michelle went to uh, Uganda. Um, when was that? Two years ago? Um, it was like the October, ago. right before the pandemic. Mm, oh yeah, you just made it. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so I, I know you actually shared some of those photos and, and stuff and videos with me, and I was blown away. I'm like, that's amazing because that to me is what I feel like called to do, right? But I did, there was a time and place for it. So like for me, I feel like it's in my future, but there's certain things that God wants me to do now, um, you know, and, and in preparation for that. Does that make sense? And so like, I think people need to know, okay, what is your calling, your purpose? What are other people doing that's a reminder? Like when you showed me that, that you were there, it was a reminder of how real that dream is on the inside of me as well. Like when you jogging, you know, 20 miles in the morning, that's a reminder <laughs> of what my assignment is in the future that I should get to that point, you know? I'm not jogging uh, 20 miles in the morning, <laughs> just so y'all know. <laughs> at five in the morning. Uh, but like whatever you're, 
people's assignments are, it's amazing, but we're all living a life of worship. So I don't know if things you want to expound on that, Michelle. Yeah. I mean, that was a mouthful. So I'm like, where do I begin? Where do I begin? Um, yeah. I want to go back to like a, okay. You said a few things that I wanted to touch base on. Um, I love what you said that like that you might be in a preparation season and now looking at even what I'm doing now, all the other things I did before were really preparing me, where it was really showing me and showing me the gifts that God has imparted in me to know that these these things I'm doing now are gifts he's really given me. Um, and I don't necessarily like I, I know you keep going back to life group or alpha group or mission strips, but it doesn't always have to be ministry. And I want to yeah. make sure that I recognize that as well, because, you know, for example, like I used to host 35 events a month for single people and really got to know people awesome. and their single season and struggles they go through and things that they dealt with and, you know, um, and, and the joys that come from it too. And things that like hosting 35 events a month where we did all these bucket list items and like how much fun you can have and like fully embrace your single season. And that's my hope for everyone who is in that particular season yeah. is that they fully embrace that season. I don't know if I would have learned that if I wouldn't have been in that season. Now that wasn't my quote unquote purpose. And like, that was just a job that I had right. a lot of fun doing, right? But it did lead me to now doing what I am doing now, just like other things and other jobs and other, you know, careers I had and things that really just developed me along the way and really enhanced those gifts inside of me, brought those out. And like, because I just remember like going back probably 10 years ago, things that I, I now see as like gifts from God, I just thought, everyone had them. I was like, yeah. oh, like I'm great at connecting people and I'm great at bringing people together and like great at building community and like bringing people to the table. Well, that's a gift from God. But like before I would almost like discount it and be like, well, everyone's good at that. But that's not necessarily true because that's not everyone's strength, right? And so it's like all of those past experiences have really brought me into like this now season and running towards this purpose that God has laid out for me because of all those other things that really equipped me for this season. So I love that yeah. you said that and how like, even if in your, if you're in a season that doesn't feel like I'm chasing after this crazy big God dream and God sized vision and purpose, it's like, a, like, remember that God knows the desires of your heart, like write those things down, like Habakkuk 2, 2, write the vision, plain on tablets. Like God has given me so much vision in the last couple of years in the, in the form of, you know, people prophesying over me or like visions or dreams that he's given me or things he's placed in my heart that have never been there before. And I've been able to see this beautiful picture of where he's bringing me that I never could see before, but without that vision, I only lived my yeah. standard of living to maybe 50% because wow. well, like, what am I really striving towards? I don't know. I'm just kind of living. Right. But like, now that I have vision, I'm able to run that at a hundred percent because I've seen things God has in place. And I see how now they're the little pieces of the puzzle are coming together to create that big vision he has given me. And so it's amazing to be able to see that. So I would say like, even if you feel like you're not in this like crazy God 
purpose right now, like pray about it, ask God for vision. Like he never reveals his full vision for your life. Like he doesn't just hand that over to you because you wouldn't have to have faith if he did that. Right. So true. But it gives you like little pieces that you can really hold on to and say, no, 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 God has promised me this and I'm mm. holding on to that. And then he'll give right. you another vision. And it's like, I'm going to hold on to that. And I'm going to hold. And you know, slowly those little pieces of the puzzle, they don't all make sense when they come in little bits like that. Right. But when you start placing it together, it's just this beautiful God size vision and so i would encourage anyone listening just to like pray for that god size vision pray for that purpose on your life and to, and for god to just start to reveal little by little how he's using you why he's using you and and that only happens like you said by getting close to jesus to getting in intimacy with jesus i always say to people like it's easy to go to church on sundays but like to actually form an individual relationship with Jesus, it has literally transformed my life. And even if you're listening and you're not a Christian, you don't really believe, you don't really go to church, you don't read the Bible, you're like, I think it's nonsense. I would say just be open, no matter what your experiences yeah. in the past, no matter how many churches have failed you or have fallen short, we're all humans, we all fall short of the glory of God. And just be open and ask, like you said, I asked God to reveal himself to me. And he did yeah. in so many incredible ways. And that was really my experience too, is, you know, I had bad experiences with churches growing up and I was like, nope, not for me. And it was really when I was just open to just, okay, I'm not going to put pressure on this, but I'm just going to say, yeah. God, I'm, I'm here for it. If you have something for me. I'm open to learning. Wow, it's so good. And, and I love what you said there, Michelle, too, about um, it's not limited to ministry or what we consider what ministry is, right? Like something that involved with church or whatever. And that's like huge. And um, because Jesus, you know, when you actually read the Bible, uh, he spent more time doing miracles in the marketplace than he mm -hmm. did in the temple. And you think about that, you know, if you're watching this and you're like, yeah, well, I, you know, I'm not like at a church all the time, like what you said, or I'm not like behind a pulpit, right? Right? But you want to not look at um, ministry just limited to the pulpit, but look at your platform. So instead of the pulpit, look at the platform, right? Um, and so you say, okay, what platform do I have? And then what platforms do I have? And when I was graduating college, I was pre-med and, um, you know, my granddad was literally going to give me his practice and, and my brother and I were thinking about going to medicine or having a fellowship or something like that. And I thought about Doctors Without Borders and uh, and I got this like nudge and this like pull from the Holy Spirit that I was like, there's other ways to bring healing to people. And I was like, that's great, but I'm becoming a doctor. So that's what, how we're going to do it, right? <laughs> it's amazing. It was like, oh God, no, I got it, right? Meanwhile, I'm praying to be led and, and you know, <laughs> with his shepherd staff, he's like slowly like, all right, do this, do this. And I just remember I was totally open. I was like, oh, I'm open to wherever you want to send me. You want to send me to, you know, I don't know, a random spot in South America or in the Philippines or in sub-Saharan Africa, like wherever you want me to go, mm -hmm. I'll go. If I'm going to be in Mumbai, I'll go to Mumbai. Like I don't, wherever it is, right? And and uh, if I'm going to go to Camden, uh, which is like, you know, um, 15 minutes away from me, but, um, you know, we're, 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 wherever I'm called to go. And, uh, and then I felt he was telling me to um, really start looking at everything from a kingdom mind mindset and look at uh, platforms. And then that's when I felt led to actually get started in business. And so my family started a few different businesses. Uh, I got really 
involved with like, you know, corporate America. And, and uh, again, I have no business background at all, but it's just what I felt led to do. And, it, and it's more about bringing, I felt like he was telling me to bring more resource. It was two, twofold. It was to bring more resource into, into the church. Um, right. But then also be the church in the marketplace. And um, so that was, it was different. It was a challenge for me, but it was everything else would have been in my comfort zone, um, you know, but this is outside of my comfort zone. And I learned over the years that um, I'd rather be where Jesus is, even if it's in the deep end of the water and not in the safety of the boat. It's kind of like that uh, old uh, famous saying from that old Southern preacher saying, I'd rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat talk, right? And I'd rather be out there uh, with Jesus and, you know, taking steps of faith. And and it may look different, right? So if, if the purpose is, you know, let's say like in the Old Testament, right, um, where God was leading the Israelites um, out of Egypt into their promised land, uh, it just, God did different miracles at different times where at one point he parted the Red Sea and Moses raised the staff. And another time when they were actually going into uh, the promised land and they crossed the Jordan, they had to take a step of faith and once the priest stepped into the water, that's mm-hmm. when it parted. So it may look different, right? Uh, and I felt like that was the, um, uh, I, I guess the, the next step for me was, okay, create a place. And this is what I tell people all the time. And I'm sure you, you do the same as well. It's like, um, if you got a word from God and you feel the promptings of just this new assignment that God's calling you to step into, sometimes he wants you to create that action step, to create that place for him to move. And yeah. at, so, at sometimes he's just opening the door and he wants you to step into it. Other times he wants you to take that step of faith, you know, and I would love it if you don't mind, Michelle, talking about um, your journey too with starting your business. Um, I mean, like to hear that you actually went full time out of faith and God provided the provision right away. It's amazing because we'll, we'll talk about finances in, in, the, in the next couple of ones, but um, in the next couple of podcasts. But one thing I'll say about finances right now is that so many people, it's good to be, you know, fiscally responsible. It's good to, you know, be a good steward of your finances and your money, but the best steward is going to be the Holy Spirit. Right. And so okay. sometimes it's True. like, okay, it's good to save. It's good to, you know, make sure you're, you're doing the right things there. But also, God's going to lead you, though. And He may say, I want you to sow into this, or I want you to step out of faith here and um, sell everything and do this. So like, and to some people, it's crazy, but I think it goes back to what our main purpose is, is following the Holy Spirit, knowing Jesus, and He can direct us in these different areas. But I, I tell your story all the time, Michelle, um, to people, because it's like, it's such a step of faith into business. And it, I remember that because for me, I was pre med. I was in college and I was like, they had no business background. I felt led to step into that as well. Um, so if you don't mind, I would love to hear that. Just what was that decision like to step into something so new um, yeah. and, and have it be a step of faith? I feel like that's been literally so much of my journey, though, is just taking these bold steps. And really, it's like people come to me and they're like, wow, you're so bold. I wish I could be like you. And I'm like, yeah, but you can be, you can be bold. You can take those steps and God calls you. But a lot of people, they don't because of fear. And I just Mm. don't, you know, a lot of times when you're, you feel that fear, it's probably is the reason you actually need to take that step. Wow. So, you know, even thinking about just my journey, like even, you know, two and a half years ago, when I moved to Toronto, I never thought I'd live in Toronto. That was not a thing. That was not on my agenda. That was not on my five-year plan. (laughs) It was literally just like this pull. And I was like, okay. And I remember going to one of my pastors at the time being like, I think I have to move to Toronto. And we talked it through and talked about it. And he's like, if you honestly feel like you're being led there, then you just need to 
to go with it. You need to just like mm. take that step of faith. And it's just crazy that when you do take that step of faith, how God really shows up in so many mm. incredible ways. Like, and I've seen it time and time again, that now I can't doubt him. It's like so many people can, right. go, you can come to me all you want. Tell me God isn't real. I Nope. Sorry. I've seen it too many times. Like, Honestly, and it was just like watching him provide when you do take that step of faith. So I love that you said that, like, yeah, it's great to be good stewards of your finances, but like, really, like when God's calling, are you answering it? Or are you sitting on the sidelines being like, I'm, I'm too scared of this. And, you know, two and a half years ago, I sold everything I own. I moved to Toronto with one suitcase. My dog was like, all right, God, if this, what you have for me, let's go. And he had actually started that before he even prompted me to come to Toronto. He had already started that preparation process because I started purging things without, Mm. and like, I'm a minimalist. I don't have a lot of things. So like, God, why am I purging right now? Like, this is so strange, but I just have this urge to purge things. And really it was just this amazing journey. And like, uh, I've written about it a few times on different blogs and stuff. And just like how he is, he literally provided so many things. And if I literally went into details about how he really just like, like paved that path, just mind blowing to me that like, now I just can't like, especially when you get those signs, you get those little polls that you like, this is what you need to do. And so when I felt like I needed to build this business, I really was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. A it's in the middle of a pandemic. I was like, God, God, it's all you because it's not me. We're in the middle of a pandemic. And I was working for another matchmaking agency. So I couldn't start mine and still work at this company. I also had a non-compete with this company, which meant I can't couldn't even talk to other matchmakers for six months. So I couldn't oh, wow. ask questions. I couldn't seek mentors. I couldn't work with the community that I had built uh, the, you know, with working with this company. I had everything going against me. And literally day one, I got my first client. And I was like, wow. excuse me? <laughs> like, what? I just launched my website three hours ago. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. And, you know, from there, it's just like, you know, God has been so faithful, even in times where like, yeah, sure, I may have months that I'm not making a ton of money, but he's still faithful. And I've mm. never went backwards. I've never like, lost anything. I've seen continuous growth every single month since I started this company. I'm only not even a year in and like God has done extraordinary things and like guaranteed. I can honestly say in the next six months, you will see this incredible growth within my business and this ministry, this like what it turned into a ministry. Like let's talk about that. Like I went from being like, okay, cool. I'll start a business to being like a full blown ministry, which you were the first one to really call it a ministry. And I was like, "Uh I don't think so. I only signed up for a business. I didn't sign up to like have a ministry and shepherd people. Like that was not a thing. So, you know, God, God will take things where he wants to do it. He really just requires you to step out in faith. And I think that's the biggest thing. And even now I'm going through another transition where I'm taking a big leap of faith, more about that in the near future, but um, taking a big step of faith, but it's because I saw all those same signs that he had shown me when I moved here, that I knew doors opening and things happening so seamlessly that I could only be God. And so it's like, I'm expecting of the, even the next six months, what that's going to look like, what's to come. God is so good. And he is so faithful when you just step out into where he's calling to. Wow. That's so good, Michelle. I mean, it's, it's, 
developing a history with God, right? Um, you know, it, 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 I love what you said there. Um, it's so powerful. Like, you're like, God did this before. He did this before. And, and you can start recognizing mm-hmm. what he's doing. Something that I felt like God told, told me a couple of years ago was look for his glory signature, um, where it's where, you know, you have an artist and they sign at the bottom and it's like, okay, this is Picasso. This is whatever, oh, right? Um, so what is you know, when God does something, he'll sign it. Right. And it'll be, and it'll be signed with his glory. It'd be a glory signature. He'll be like, all right. So if you know something that's from him, it will, it will have his glory signature on it. I and that. I feel like there's some people that are watching that um, y- y- you face doubt and shame and fear a lot. And it's not because of anything. Um, and, and, and you have your right to because maybe things that have happened in the past. But I feel like God also wants you to remember what he's done. And I feel mm-hmm. like you're going to be able to uh, whoever this is for who's watching this. Um, I just feel like God wants you to take more inventory. It's it's. You know, you want to build your faith more, uh, but it's not going to come from more devotionals. It's not going to come from listening to more other preachers or other people and their stories. But I believe that God's already um, put you through an amazing journey of showing himself to you and miracles and testimonies um, in your own life. Just take inventory of it. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we've talked about this before is uh, when it comes to taking inventory of, of your own testimonies is having a prayer journal where you have, uh, you know, three different columns there and where maybe one column is the need, right? Of, of what you're facing, the impossible scenario, or maybe the question you have or the doubt you have. Have another uh, column where there's the scripture you're standing on. And then the other uh, column where it's when God actually answered, you know, the prayer. I know you're, you've done that now too, Michelle, with this, uh, you know, Christian singles community, you actually have a great prayer log there too, for people to be able to kind of that Google doc and people can put their prayer requests on there and then the date when it actually happens. And I think that automatically builds faith. Why does that matter? Because I mean, for me, anytime I've made a big decision or I was thinking about a change in assignment, um, it was, I would always go back to, I would do um, something called like, for me, I, I call it this and maybe call it something else in the real psychology world, but I call it decision mapping where I would go through, I'll take inventory over my past 10, 15 years uh, and say, all right, why did I make the decisions that I've made, right? Like, why did I choose the major that I, that I did in college? Why did I choose to go into business? Why did I choose to be a part of this church? Why did I choose to be doing this ministry? Why did I do all these different things? Were they good decisions? Were they bad decisions? Were they spirit-led decisions? Were they not? What were the actual results of what I was doing? And when I go back, you actually take inventory. Here's the thing that you recognize. Number one, you see what God's done in your life. Mm-hmm. You see what you've done in your life and you see where the enemy worked as well, right? And you see kind of all of it. And you can start even seeing some uh, pattern. You can start recognizing and maybe a little confronting, but maybe some proclivities, maybe some things that you say, wow, this is actually something that's a tendency of mine that I keep falling back into. Or you start realizing, okay, these are actually great decisions. I should trust myself in these scenarios or whatever. And you start, start seeing it when you decision map. That's not really for everyone. I know people who've done that before and gotten more anxiety. So don't do that if that's going <laughs> to freak you out. But for me, it was very uh, revealing of God's hand in my life. And you start to recognize the miracles of what God's done. That's why I called uh, what you're doing, Michelle, a, a ministry, because I started to see firsthand, like even the prayer call we were doing on like Monday mornings and, and people were getting healed. And um, you know, people who had like a headache and they got healed or like a, a word of knowledge came to someone and it was what someone needed to 
here and, and all those things. And so, um, yeah, no, I, I'm super proud of you for taking those steps of faith and setting that example and the people that you're leading as well. And, 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 um, you know, if anyone doesn't know, even, you know, um, Michelle does like consultations as well too, for people. And so I think that's a, a phenomenal way to impact as well, but, um, really just that decision mapping, um, you know, realizing, okay, uh, you know, where has God been leading me taking inventory, um, you know, um, of the testimonies and what God's already done. And looking for God's glory signature and everything as well, too. So, um, yeah. I think that's actually a great note to wrap it up with. So um, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This is great. This is fun. I feel honored because this is yeah. like, you know, your 500th episode. And so um, you've been killing it every Monday. Maybe not 500, but close to it. Every Monday. Amazing. And what's next week's topic? Uh, we're going to do purpose in relationships. Amazing. So stay tuned next Monday for another episode of an Apple day. And we're talking about purpose in relationships. And thank you so much, Rashid, for being on the podcast. It was such an honor having you. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Same here. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks so much for tuning into our show. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like, subscribe, and maybe even share it with your friends. If you are single and looking, feel free to check out our website at missapples.ca to find out how you can work with us and get better results in your own dating life. See you back here next Monday for another episode of An Apple a Day. And in the meantime, feel free to check us out on Instagram or slide into our DMs at Miss Apples Matchmaking. See you next Monday.